Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall
One, two.
blessing and we thank you for your goodness and your mercy towards us thank you for gathering us again by your power by your grace by your help by your assistance and by your conviction of the holy spirit lord thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in church today let the rain of the holy spirit fall on us lord let every barren ground be watered lord let every barren heart be softened Let your seeds, Lord, be sown in our hearts and our minds and our souls, Lord. Help us, strengthen us today. May we be encouraged. 
And may we receive direction and hope, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of coming to church. I give you thanks. I give you praise. And I thank you for your blessing you have for us today. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for deliverance. And thank you, Lord, above all, for salvation. Thank you for your great grace that has found us and brought us together. We are grateful for your precious son, Jesus, who you gave to us to die for us, Lord. Who you gave to the world to come and die for our sins. Thank you for Jesus, Lord. We give you thanks once again and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats if you have a seat. Hallelujah. Well, good to see all of you. Yeah. Wow. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be back and to see all of you still serving God. This morning I was checking on those who are still in church and those who are tired. And um, I realize that a lot of you are still in church. So we thank God that you are all here. And you are still here. Are you growing in the Lord? Yes. Don't let anything take you out of church, okay? Yeah. If you don't have a beloved, don't backslide. Yes. It's, uh, there, are, there are more important things to live for than, um, than a beloved. Those of you who are attempting to backslide because of beloveds, uh, I'm saying to you that there are more important things to die for than beloved. Because after you are married, we'll see that we'll sing to you that we don't talk anymore. Hey. We don't text anymore. Hey. These are people who have got beloveds, married, and moved on. And that's their state. Can you imagine sacrificing your Christianity? Over, over such, over such an experience, you don't text anymore. You don't touch anymore. And you've backslidden over that. Um, are you still looking for seats? You just have to be fast with what you are doing. Okay, so um, if they are, if they are first timers. There are a lot of regular young people. Just, Ashes, use your discretion to uproot people that you know and put first timers there, okay? Don't don't let us struggle. Just everybody will say they are visitors, even when they are visitors. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, do it quietly, neatly, and nicely so you don't disrupt the service because I can see a lot of people that I can just tell them just now they're moving, they'll move there. First life is full of humble people. And the humble shall be the greatest. Yes. Dancing as though you were chosen as the most humble group in the church. Yes. I don't know why they didn't ask the greater love people to come and sit down. So it means that you are the greatest in the church. Yes. You are very, very important and blessed people, humble people. Is, is today your first time in church? No. no, you've been around, okay. So you're okay where you are. What about you? You've been around. No, you've been around. What about you? First time. You've been around. So you're okay where you are. Okay, yes. So smile, okay? Once you are close to me here, you have to smile. 
so that I wouldn't feel like I went to church and decided I should sit on the floor. <laughs> what, what kind of church is this? Yes. It's a church that is so blessed that it's overflowing. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. You're in a good place. So ashes, okay, yes, you just need to look at them, then you move, then you do your things very quietly, but do it fast so that we are, okay, we, we, we have prayed already, haven't we? So the next thing is to a Bible verse, and then we start our um, message, okay? Oyen, take this young boy's chair, okay? This young boy, take his chair. Yes, go and sit on it, he's a, he's a young boy. No problem, no problem. No problem. Why are you laughing? Did I do something wrong? Okay. Even me, my chair is there. If, if you are strong enough, you can have a ticket. <laughs> that one depends on your strength. <laughs> okay, Isaiah chapter 9. Are you glad to be in church? Yes. Nobody is angry, isn't it? No. Okay. So, a very, a very short exhortation and encouragement today. And then we'll be done. Isaiah chapter 9. Are you in Isaiah chapter 9? Verse 1 says, And nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. Verse 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. May you have light in your life. Amen. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them has the light shined. May light shine into your life. Amen. May every darkness in your life be replaced with light. Amen. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. The joy before thee according to the joy in harvest and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Verse 5. Is it verse 5? 6. Verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of God, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his kingdom and peace, there shall be no end. 
upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Say amen. Amen. So I want to share with you from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. And uh, verse 7 is also a very beautiful verse, but I don't think we'll have time to get to verse 7. Uh, the conclusion of, the, of verse 7 says that the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It's like, it's like when God wants to do something, he will do it. You know how sometimes you have zeal for certain things. How many of you have had zeal for some things and you made sure that you saw it through? Yeah. One of the group of people who that's very interesting when they decide to do something is um, the, that group of people that we call phlegmatics who are usually slow, laid back, inactive, can't do anything, won't do anything, don't do anything, have never done anything. Um, everything will be done later. It will be done one day, you know. But, but when you watch them carefully, there are some things when they decide to do. They're a good example because uh, some of the other uh, personalities are always on the move. But they don't have much doing. Do you understand? They take their time. They take their time, pace themselves, and do things. But when they decide to do something, there are some things you, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed, especially a brother. When he sees a sister. He can't do, he's not, he's not done anything for himself in his life. Can't do anything, can't achieve anything. But yet, he can pursue someone's daughter. Convince her. Marry her. Then he switches off the engine. And then now it's like, I've accomplished everything. I'm trying to explain to you zeal. When people have energy and interest. And they, are, and they are charged up to accomplish some things. You see some people who are never, so I'm giving the example of people who are never charged up to do anything. Yet, there are some things. You see that, this guy, so late because you meet his wife complaining all the time. No money, no food, bills are not paid, nothing is done. But yet, he, yet he's been able to marry her. So you ask her, how did he do it? He had zeal. Zeal for a short while. When he finished, as soon as the wedding was finished, then he turned the ignition off. It's okay. It's okay. I'm done. I'm done. I finished my business. She should continue. She should pay the bills for us. Oh yeah, she should organize the house for us. She should do everything. She seems to. She seems. She seems to be animated. Because that, that's what he was attracted to. She was always animated. She has energy. Yeah. So this is, that's why they find you, some of the guys find you attractive. You always, they see you as, you are like a wonder. It's like she can do everything. I mean, you are like a magician. You, she, she can do everything. She can do anything. She just snaps her fingers like that. Then bills are paid. Yeah. I mean, we all take students loan, but she always has money. When I go to where she's studying, but she she has food. He he finds you like a wonder. Just a wonder. So his zeal to acquire somebody like you, 
helps him acquire someone like you. Then afterwards, because when he's coming after you, feel that he has energy. He hasn't got energy. He hasn't got energy. Can't say his shirt is always crumpled when he comes around. I can give you all the signs, but I don't, I, that's not what I'm talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. So, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. In other words, what I'm going to talk, what we're going to talk about today doesn't depend on you or us. It depends on God. God is determined to do it. And God says that he will do it. His zeal, his zeal, his zeal will do it. You know, when Jesus went into the temple and he whipped all those um, guys doing business in the church, he whipped all of them out. And his disciples asked him, but it's like, why, why are you doing this? Gentle Jesus. You know, why, why? I mean, we know you as a man of miracles, a man of love, a man for care. I mean, it's like, why, why, why are you beating people today? We've never known you as someone who takes his belt off and you beat people. Why, why, are you, why, why are you doing this? I mean, we've been following you all these years. You heal people. You advise people. You've been teaching. I mean, gentle Jesus, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist told us, behold the Lamb of God. I mean, what, what has come upon you today? And he said to them, the zeal, the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. The zeal of the Lord. Zeal. Energy. God has zeal. He has the zeal to accomplish certain things. There are some things that will be accomplished based on the zeal of the Lord, not based on you. It's like Jesus said, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, he doesn't, he doesn't need any of us to build his church. He will do it. When you get the chance to do something in the house of God, it's like a privilege. It's like a privilege. It's like you're joining hands with Jesus. Something that Jesus is doing already. So, Because with or without you, it will be done. Yes, yeah, so when you, get, when you get the chance to do it, you have to, you have to be happy that you have been included. Because you are not needed. You are not needed. He will do it anyway. He will do it based on his zeal, his vision, his strength, his conviction, his decision to do it. That's what he will use to do it. He will not use a, he will use a man. He will, he will do it by himself. So when he invites you to come, come and join me, do it, you have to be celebrating that, hey, God, God has invited me. God has included me in something that he is doing already. He is already doing it. So this one, this one, this prophecy that we are reading from, Isaiah chapter 9, it says that the, it says that the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. May the zeal of the Lord do great things in your life. Yes. May you experience the prophecies that shall be fulfilled by the zeal of the Lord of hosts. May you experience them. So there we go. In verse 6, he says that for unto us a child is born, and then unto us a son is given. Which is, which is, which is um, very exciting to see that a son was given. Anything that you are given, you have to receive it, isn't it? Because someone is giving something, you receive it. It means that you have received what he is given. So a son is given. So that's why the Bible says that for as many as received him, because he has been given. 
For as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Not, not, just, not just the child, the son. The son. His only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So right there, right there in that first part of the, of the verse, unto us a son is given. It's like unto us salvation has been provided. Salvation has been provided. He's given something as many as receive, they become the child of God. And as many as receive, they will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. So a son is given. That is salvation. Salvation has been provided. So God is providing salvation. Two days time, two days from now, 25th December, as we are celebrating the birth of Christ, we are actually celebrating God's provision of salvation. He's providing salvation, salvation. And then, what else did he say? He says, now he's going to describe to us what you experience in salvation. Then now that, now when you receive the son, because when you, he's giving his son and he's expecting us to receive what he is given. Have you given someone a gift that they didn't receive before? How many of you have had that experience before? Just a few of you. Maybe you're young. Yeah. Sometimes people don't receive your gift. Yeah. Some people don't receive your gift. I've given gifts that have been rejected before. Yeah. I'm laughing the examples away, so I don't say it. <laughs> yeah. But when you receive, you see, when, when you receive the gift, the gift has a name. And usually the name of something determines the function of it. How that thing is going to function in your life, isn't it? When someone gives you, when someone gives you a gift of a car, it means that you've received something that you can drive. You've received something that can transport you around. Do you understand? Someone gives you a, 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 a gift of money. It means that now you have the ability to buy things. How many of you have some things that you like to buy? In the, uh-huh. Yes. Okay. No problem. But buy it. If you can buy it, buy it. Why are you not buying it? Buy it. After church, go and buy it. You receive a miracle of ability to go and buy things. Yes. No, believe, believe in miracles. Don't, 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 um, are you listening to me? Don't joke or play around miracles. Actually believe it. Believe that there are miracles. And miracles do happen. You have to believe it. When you, be, when you be, what you believe is what you experience. Believe in miracles. When you, you need something and it's like, it's like it's impossible for you to have it. Tell yourself, with God, all things are possible. Tell yourself that God, now is your chance. It's your turn. Do something in my life. Do something. Show up. Show up. Believe, actually believe in miracles. It's not, it's not a joke or a fun. Or we're just having fun. We're just entertaining ourselves. Miracles are real. Miracles are true. Miracles are divine. They are from God. God does miracles and God provides miraculously. Mirac- he miraculously provides for us. May you experience miracles. Yes. 
So he says here that, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. In other words, he will bear the responsibility for, for anything and everything. The son of Israel, he will take up the response. He will bear the responsibility. For, that's, that's what it says. By, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Then, my interest is more in the six names that has been given to him. Yes. He said his name, his name, because the name of something is explaining what you have and how that thing will function and operate in your life. So after you have received Jesus, these are the things you must expect. After you have been saved, if you have not been saved, then you, you, you better decide to be saved. If you haven't received him and received him properly to have a real genuine relationship with him, then decide to start that relationship and that walk with him uh, immediately. It says that his name, that is the son that you have received, the son that is Jesus Christ, that is, his name shall be called wonderful. Wonderful. It means that you've been set up to experience wonders in your life. Wonders. Wonders. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying to you that don't joke with miracles. Don't joke with amazing things. Amazing because when you are when you are saved, what when you are saved, the package, the package is that you will be daily amazed with the miracles and the provisions of God. You will have a wonderful life. A wonderful life. You know, people who know you. People who know you, and people who are used to you, and people who have known you from perhaps a previous life or another life, they should see you and ask you questions that, what is going on in your life? How come your life has become the way it has become? What I'm saying is that when they see you, they should be amazed. They should be amazed at your lifestyle and how your life has turned out. They should be amazed. They should be surprised because, because when God takes over your life, it's no longer going to be one add one equals to two. It's going to be difficult to explain away how your life has turned out. How blessed you have become. How great you have become. How, how awesome your life has become. So I am prophesying and telling you that your life shall have a wonderful life. It shall be a wonderful life. Your life shall be full of wonders. Wonders. Wonders and wonders and wonders. Your life shall be filled of shall be filled with amazements. Amazements. You yourself will be surprised at your life. Maybe you've never thought of it that this is what you have. So you've locked away, you've locked away the wonderful aspect of salvation. The wonderful aspect of knowing Jesus. But today, that door is being unlocked in your life. 2019, you shall experience wonders and wonders and wonders. Everything that has been explained away that is impossible. God shall make it possible. Because you have Jesus in your life, it shall be possible. Your life shall be filled with wonderful experiences. Wonderful experiences. People will meet you and and they'll ask you. They'll ask you. They'll ask you, what's going on? What's happening? Things seem to be working. They'll say, we're all struggling. How come things are easy for you? And tell them that you have received a savior. His name is Wonderful wonderful. Tell what you have is a wonderful thing. That's why you are experiencing wonders. Sit down. Sit down. 
there will be a lot of wonders in your life. In 2019, you'll be a wonder walking around. You'll be a wonder. Yeah, when people say, who is this? Who is this? What's going on here? Hmm. What's happening here? Look at it. Look at Luke chapter 4. Let me read some, some few amazing experiences of Jesus. The Jesus you are working with, when, when, when you experience him, things that will be happening and taking place in your life will be amazing. Amazing. That's wonderful. Amazing. Prepare yourself for amazing experiences. Amazing, wonderful, sweet, divine experiences. When you think you are going down, suddenly you find yourself standing. When everybody will say that it's over for you, that is when your victories will begin. That is when joy will begin. That is when divine supplies and divine lifting up will begin. In your life it shall be said, the race is not for the swift. The battle is not for the strong. But it is the Lord that is showing mercy. May you walk by the wonderful mercies of God. Receive the mercies of God. Luke chapter 4 verse 36. Oh, you're going to be filled with amazement. And they were all what? Amazed and spake among themselves. What word is this? For with authority and power, he commandeth unclean spirits and they come out. This is our savior. His name is wonderful. When he comes into your life, when he comes into your life, every unclean spirit shall be dismissed. Every secret demon that has been haunting you, the wonderful Jesus shall dismiss it. You will escape from every trap of devils. Demons of depression. Demons of confusion. Demons of wickedness. The authority and the power in the words of Jesus shall displace devils from your life. And you will be amazed. People will be amazed. People will know you. You know, you know people know you? How many of you know that people know you? And they've already predicted how your life is and who you are and what you are. But they shall be amazed. I said they shall be amazed. Like the verse say, and they were all amazed. That shall be your story. Everybody around you shall be amazed. People will think that you are going to fail, including your lecturers. They shall be amazed. I said they shall be amazed. Those of you who have been working on the brink of failure. The brink of failure. In 2019, there shall be a great gulf between you and failure. You'll be far from failure. Far from disappointment. Far from shame. Your season of being lifted up has started. Are you receiving it? It is for you. Luke chapter 9. 
His name shall be wonderful. That's the person you have received. Wonderful. Wonderful Jesus. I say, if you have a car, what do you do with it? You drive it. Yes. If you have money, what do you do with it? So if you have a wonderful savior, what happens to you? Your life is full of wonders. It's a wonderful salvation. Ah, Luke chapter 9 and verse 43. You'll be a wonder. Yeah, you'll be a wonder. First, you'll be a wonder to yourself. You look at your face in the mirror and say, hey. You say, you will say, hey. Is this me? But it will be you. It will be you. It will be you. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Some so of you will sit in your car and you will freeze. You, you ask yourself, whose car is this? Then you realize that it is for you. Some of you will enter into an office. And when you sit behind your desk, you, you ask, have I come for an interview or is this? Have they made a mistake? They have not made a mistake. It is you. It is you. I see somebody walking down the aisle. And she has stopped in the middle of the aisle. And she's asking, has this day come? Is this me? Is this my life? Am I getting married? It is you. It is you. It is you. Receive it. Yeah. You think you won't walk down the aisle? You walk down the aisle. There'll be a handsome gentleman waiting for you. Yeah. I am preparing you for wonders. I said, I am preparing you for wonders. For wonderful things. Wonderful things. It is within striking distance for you. By the time we are sharing the grace today. Your life will be a wonder filled, wonderful life. Yes. Luke 9 verse 43. Look at it. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. And while they wondered, everyone at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, he started doing something else. But they were all amazed. I'm explaining how your life is going to be. It's going to be full of amazing experiences. Amazing experiences. I said amazing experiences. When you think you're about to be disappointed, that is when you see yourself organizing a party. Every disappointment is being turned into a celebration. Sit down. Let's leave wonderful. Let's go to the next name. Yes. He said, and his name shall be counselor. Shall be counselor. That's his name. When you are saved, be open and begin to value 
Advice. Advice. Unless you are not saved. If you are saved. Begin. You see, now, now I'm, even, I'm even counseling you. Yes. Begin to value advice. Rejection of advice turns you into a fool. You will never be a fool. You see, when you reject, when you are advised, you are counseled, you are spoken to. It may be a mere man sitting in front of you, but that is Jesus at work in your life. That is Jesus at work in your life. When you get to the point where nobody can talk to you again, no one can advise you again, you are making a huge mistake in your life. Never be that type of person who says that I will do what I say I will do. Then you don't know Jesus. Then you don't know Jesus. The Bible says, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. In the mo- either, either it means that a lot of people will talk to you to bring direction. Or it means that the same person will talk to you on the same thing many times over. Yes. So long as you are hearing counsel, caution, direction, do it. Do it. Or don't do it. It's called counsel. 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 So as you come to church through the preaching, you are receiving counseling. Don't reject counseling. Don't turn away from, don't turn away from advice. It's a safety net for you. It's a safety net that we find, that we have freely in Christ. When you are saved, you receive counseling. One thing you receive is counseling. It's called advice. You will be advised. The short time I've been a pastor, unfortunately, I've seen people who just reject advice painfully. You see, by the time, by the time they've even changed their mind about what they've been so stubborn about, now you're even wondering, what is leading them now? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it experience? Because experience is not the best teacher. Though the Englishman says that the experience is the best teacher. Experience is not the best teacher. The best teacher is the word of God. The best teacher is the Holy Spirit. So you see, when, when you, you, you stubbornly usher yourself into hell, then now from hell, you are calling out and saying to Abraham, go and tell my five brothers. You see, your teacher and your guide is no longer it's no longer God or the Holy Spirit or the Word of God. Your teacher and your guide now has become your sufferings. Yes, now hell has become your teacher. The sufferings of life, the bitter experiences of life. So it's, it's, it places a question on your repentance whether it's genuine. Yeah. So you see, be quick to obey. Be quick to obey and be quick to understand. When you are being spoken to, be quick to obey and be quick to understand. Because
because someone who responds once to an instruction is different from the person who responds to 10 instructions. They're two different people. It's like research in some of in, in, in your school. When you do research and you get 90%, you don't get 90. It is capped. It's capped at what? Uh, you get you get you can get everything correct, you get 40. The person who, who did it once and got 51 is still better than you. Yes. Be quick to obey. Be quick to obey. And be quick to understand. You see, being quick to understand is a sign of someone who even has the Holy Spirit. The prophecy about Jesus in uh, Isaiah chapter 11, he said that he shall be of quick understanding. It means that, it means two things. It means two things. It, it means that his understanding will be alive. He'll be alive. And then his understanding, will, he'll, he'll be also be quick. That's like a literal, it's like a literal, literal interpretation of that word. It's like very fast to understand, very fast to catch. May you escape all dullness. Or slowness. Amen. Don't be slow in understanding things. Amen. Don't be slow. Be quick to understand. <laughs> it is sometimes you even have to ask yourself that the person that is speaking to you, what will he gain? What will he what, what will he really gain? Maybe, maybe you are trying to backslide and you have a person who is always chasing you. Ask, have you ever asked yourself that why is he chasing you? Is he in love with you? You know he's not. It's not that you're not beautiful, but you know he's not in love with you. His, his tray is full. He also has a big turkey on it. Golden brown, big. It, it, it doesn't even fit his tray. It's spilling out. He himself needs an extra tray to carry his turkey. One tie of his turkey is hanging out. So you have to ask yourself, why? Why? You see, one, 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 one day I said, to her, I said to her sister, I said, I said to her, I said to her, one day, one day, you'll not hear from me again. Yes. I said, one day, you'll not hear from me again. I said, you'll not even get, you'll not even get a WhatsApp message, even, even a, with a full stop. One day, you'll not get it from me again. Yeah. And that day came. I don't even have her number again. I don't even have her number again. I can't find her number. I don't know who took it off my phone, but it's disappeared. I told her, I remember I told her. I said, one day, one day it will be over with your attitude. This, you feel, you feel so good because every day, every day Bishop is calling me. Bishop say, come to church. When you come to church, then Bishop stops everything. Then he's giving you attention, talking to you, and you, you, you feel, you feel so cool. You're not quick to understand. Why is he even interested in me? Why is he calling me? Why is he talking to me? Why is he explaining things to me? Why is he answering my questions? Why, 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 why? You know, ask yourself those questions. You know, ask yourself what's going on. When you wake up, then you're calling the bluff. I'm leaving the church. I'm doing this. We are begging you, but why are we begging you? 
We are begging because we know. We know why you are living. And we know the reason why you are living will destroy you. It's not a good enough reason to walk out of a church. (laughs) You don't leave a church because you are looking for a husband. Stay and bring him. When you get him, bring him. We'll baptize him for you. Bring him. Bring him here. Yes. Because you know you receive good food here. I mean, are you not blessed? Even if today is your first time, just this short message you've heard, you're already saying that, ah, this is my home. Welcome home. Yeah, definitely. You can say the word is nice. The atmosphere is great. People are happy. It's not easy to find happy people like this in London. No. You see people happy. Where will you find, where will you find uh, intelligent people uh, happily sitting on the floor? Where will you find them? You see people are happy. But then there's another reason. I say, you know, it looks like this church is not my church. No, no, stop it. It is your church. It is your church. Stop it. It is your church. It is your church. The reason why you are saying you are going, we understand. Just as you haven't told us, but we have thought out and we understand. I understand. So I'm saying that don't make such a great sacrifice for, it's not worth it. Nobody pays two million pounds for a loaf of bread. What you are doing is like paying two million pounds for a loaf of bread from Tesco. So I'm saying keep your money and bring him. We will even help you to establish him. We will help you. I will help you establish him here. Before you realize he's even becoming a pastor. You, you'll be saying, you'll be saying, you'll be saying, I look at you. Look at you. You are almost lost. I almost lost this church because of you. Look at you. Look how you've become zealous. Today you are telling me I should have my quiet time. Bring him. We will help you. Um, you see, now I'm counseling you. This is counsel. This is counsel. Don't pay too high a price for something that is not valuable. It is not that valuable. It's not that valuable. One day you'll be sitting in your house and you'll be, you'll be, you'll be um, and singing. We don't talk anymore. Hey. We don't chat anymore. Hey. We don't touch anymore. Hey. No more kissing. The grown up, sometimes when you meet them, ask them that when was the last time you kissed? Ask them. You have been stealing kisses, isn't it? Don't answer. Just look straight. This don't answer three. Sit down. One day, we are at the wedding. And you know how, you know how when uh, we said you may salute your bride. Sometimes we erroneously say that he may give your bride your first kiss. Mm. So, listen, listen. There are some people sitting on there. Close. They're sitting close to the front, yes. And then these sanctimonious, pious couple who are 
started kissing. They couldn't help it. They said, mm, this is not their first time. This is not their first time. Because the girl, when you see her, like Virgin Mary or Virgin Martha, you see her face. This kind of young, strict mummies who exude purity and exude perfection. You should see. Next time you go for a wedding, they say the groom should salute the bride. If I look out, you see that it's the ladies who make the move first. You can, you can record it when you go and play in slow motion and see, see whose head moves first. <laughs> sit down, sit down. Salvation comes with counseling. Counseling. Be open to counsel. Advice. When you hear advice, sit up. Sit up and ask yourself, what is being said? What is being said? Don't be led by experience. Receive advice freely, happily. Receive counseling happily and let it direct you. You don't need to suffer before you become wise. Receive advice in the church. You get advice, advice, counseling, counseling. When you have Jesus, you have a counselor. And you say Jesus appears in different forms. You see, you'll be talking to him, but you don't even know that he's the one talking to you. Different ways. He manifests in different ways. If you know the Lord, if you know the Lord, even on your bus ride, you receive instruction. You know that he's speaking to you. Because he's always speaking. He's always speaking. He's always giving instructions. He's always providing direction. You'll be, you'll be on the train, but he's speaking to you. you see somebody's life. you see somebody's life. You see, if you are able to accurately interpret your parents' marriage, at a young stage to yourself, you are experiencing the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because a lot of people are blind. It's like, before that day, you, you've, even become, you've even become like your mother. Because you feel, I must be like her. No, but, no, this is what I'm saying carefully. If you are able to accurately interpret what you can see, between your father and your mother and understand it and apply it to your life and become wise enough not to become that way. You are experiencing the Holy Spirit. Jesus has appeared to you. Yes, Jesus has appeared to you. Otherwise, you've grown up and you're just like your father. (laughs) Because you learned nothing. So much was shown to you. So much played in front of you and you didn't learn anything. Maybe you even criticize. Instead of learning, you criticized. You criticized and you judged. No, don't criticize. Don't judge. Become wise. Allow God to open your eyes and say, Oh, wow. This is daddy. This is daddy. These are daddy's mistakes. 
when you see daddy's mistakes, don't judge him. Don't despise him. Learn. Or your mother. Mothers are closer. They, they are in your face all the time. They are in your face all the time. Sometimes you can see. You, suddenly you will see. Ah, this is why. This is why daddy is not in the house. This is why he's not in the house. I've been told he's useless. He's a fool. He's an idiot. He's a useless man. He's a lazy man. Because you hear all these things as you are growing up. He's a waste man. Okay, that's the word. He's a waste man. It means what? He's useless. Okay, he's a waste man. It doesn't mean he's a bin collector. Okay. Useless. Yes. But you see, if you know Jesus, he will save you from being left alone and being calm, and becoming an angry woman. Angry woman. Complaining about heating, complaining about gas bill, electricity bill, cursing the whole world. If you are wise, if you are wise, you will say, ah, no, this is the type of talking that a man can't live with. Read your Bible. The Bible says it is better for a man to live on the top of the roof than in a big house. A big house. Instead of, instead of following, instead of following her qualification and her job and her riches and her pride which has cost her and has made her into an angry person rather allow Jesus to open your eyes to see that no it's not about riches it's not about a big house it's not about, it's not about taking over everything it's about humility the virtue of humility the virtue of humility. How did he get to the top of the house? Do you know the, do you know the corner of the top of the house? <laughs> you see, some of you may, think, may take it literally that a man has packed his suitcase and he's climbed the roof and he's sitting there. No. There's rather a word. Why is that this life so awkward? That's the word. Because like, there's so much here. Why is he living such an awkward life? That is the verse, is it? There's a wide house. Why is he on the roof? Why is he on the roof? Why is his life so awkward? It's like it's odd. What is what is doing doesn't add up. Doesn't add up because there is a brawling woman, a brawling woman, a vicious woman, a contentious woman. But you see, you have to allow. Jesus to counsel you. You have to allow yourself to be counseled, to be counseled, to be counseled, not to repeat some things. There are things you can never let. You can never ask your mother. You can't ask her. I'll never advise you to go and ask her. She will beat the daylights out of you. (laughs) But when you see it, instead of joining that team, to condemn all men. No. Calm down. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Where was it lost? Where did we lose it? Where did it go wrong? What happened? So that you can do better. Yeah. And you will do better. Amen. Let's leave counselor. Let's go to this one. Mighty God. Yes, mighty God.
Mighty God. Mighty God. Are you tired? No. If you're tired, we can we can close. you have despised counseling, I'll never advise you to despise counseling. Especially when you get, because at your age, at your age, there are just a couple of things that is very key to you. One is career, and the other is who you marry. Yeah. These, are, these are perhaps the key things in your life. And they are, you see, and they are key players. If you, get, if you get it wrong, everything goes wrong. Yeah. There are things, there are things that last, last to your grave. So when you despise counseling on those, you rather ask about advice or what shoe to buy. <laughs> the shoes are just for a week or two. Hey. Or a month. The shoe, how long does a shoe last? A shoe. We even forget the state of the shoe because when we get to the house, we just knock it off at the door. Then we go. It's when we are going out again, oh, the shoe has not been polished. You're asking advice about shoe or haircut. Your debate is about whether you should wear a beard or not. I, 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 think, I think you are not very intelligent. If these, if these are your burdens, I think you are not very smart. Because there are things, if you make the wrong pick, your church, your church, the church you go to, career, who you marry, if you make the wrong choice in your life. Your life. Your life. See, because your church, you see, your church can guide you to serve God. Can guide you to acquire, you see, it will even guide you to be born again. That church is that you will not even know about born again. To tell you to be born again, to tell you to work for God and to serve God. To acquire crowns in heaven. Then you acquire career. What you are best suited for. And then who to marry. You will never make such mistakes. Mighty God. Mighty God. When When you have Jesus. You have a mighty God. A God that is strong. 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 Zephaniah chapter 3. Strong. May you experience the mighty God. Amen. You see, all these things should make you relax. You see, when things seem a bit stormy, I want you to relax because you have a mighty God. Never be afraid of any attack. Never be afraid of any demon. Never be afraid of any situation because you have a mighty God. I believe verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. What will he do? He will save and he will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is too strong for God. Is there anything too difficult for him? So when you are living and you are moving, you are saved. You are saved. You have received the son. Unto us a son is given. His name shall be called mighty God. The person you are receiving is called mighty God. When things are being thrown at you, tell yourself, the mighty one lives in you. Greater one is in you. 
the greater one is in you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Never give up because of the things the world throws at you. Because the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. When you see the pressures in the office, don't be depressed. Say to yourself, Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. And the mighty God shall show up for you. I said the mighty God shall show up for you. I said the mighty God will show up in your life. The mighty God shall show up in your life. There will be no no storm. There will be no wave too high for him. He will hold your hand and you will ride every wave. You will ride every wave. Difficult experiences shall turn into pleasure in your life. Everything shall turn out well in your favor. Because you have a mighty God. Look, look guys. Relax. You have a mighty God. Perhaps, perhaps the reason why you've not experienced the mightiness of your God is the lack of prayer. Yes. It's a lack of prayer. Because God hears those who pray. He hears them. His ears are opened to those who are calling upon him. Those who call upon him, he hears them. Perhaps you haven't seen the might and the strength of your God because you've limited him and restricted him by your prayerlessness. Those who pray are delivered. Those who pray are constantly delivered. They constantly escape. So there's people who are resigning and giving up. It's because they are prayerless. Because the people you see pressing on, pressing on, fighting on, they've not been exempted from the difficulties of life. They've not been exempted from the issues of life. So what is their strength? Their strength is that the Lord thy God in the midst of them is mighty. You don't call your God. That's why you feel like it's difficult. It's really, it's really tiring. No, it's true. It's tiring. It's true. It's difficult. But we have a God. We have a mighty God. We have a mighty God. We have a mighty God. We are not the same. We are not the same as we used to be. We have, we have, we have received a son. His name is mighty God. May you experience that mighty God. Give me the next name. It's time to close now. We have to rush. The next name is Everlasting Father. (laughs) Everlasting Father. Have you experienced fathers before? One of the nicest things in life is to have a father. Yeah, is to have a father. Fathers are like magicians. You don't even have to think. You just ask. They they, They provide. Everlasting Father. Everlasting. God will never give up on you. He won't. He won't won't give up on you. You are his child. When you receive receive Jesus, for as many as received him, to them he gave power 
to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It's like you sign a contract that from that moment God becomes your father. God becomes your father. He will take care of you. He will provide for you. He will look out for you. He will look out for you. Fathers look out for their children. One of the best things is the inheritance. When you have a father, you qualify for inheritance. You inherit from what the father has. Anything that belongs to God now belongs to you. Anything that belongs to God, you now have access to that thing. You have access to it. You have access to it. That's why you see, you have dominion. You have power. You have wisdom. You have, you have riches. But, but a, a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. The silver and gold are his. How many of you would like to be rich? Mm, but you will be rich. <laughs> you will be rich. What, what I was going to say is that don't worry about riches. Don't worry about riches. Follow God. Yes. Don't worry about that. Follow God. When you follow him, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. That's when I asked, I mean, if you would like to be rich, I just said, I don't even know why I'm asking you such a question. Yes. Follow God. Seek ye first his kingdom. And all these things shall be added. Don't make, don't make earthly, earthly things your aim. Let the everlasting father be your aim. That I want him. I want to be with him. I want to stay with him. I want to follow him. That's why Jesus told us, when you pray, pray and say, thy will be done. How many of us are interested in the will of a father? In the will of a father. Sometimes you even see us as children, we're always arguing with your, you're arguing with your parents. Daddy says, do this course. You think you are cleverer. That you've chosen another thing. And there's a reason why he's telling you what to do. Jesus said, that will be done. That will be done. That will be done. Pray and say, that will be done. That is, that is, look up to the father. Let the father choose for you. Let him choose for you. That is, let him choose for you. Let him decide for you. Stop the battle. Stop fighting. Stop fighting with fathers. (laughs) You don't fight with fathers. Don't fight father. Don't fight a father. You see, when you are fighting a father, you are are saying that, oh, but but, uh, Mr. Mr. Man, Mr. Man, I thought we were talking about Jesus. We are talking about Jesus. But see, you haven't seen Jesus before. Usually your earthly lifestyle is a reflection of your understanding of God. Yes. Those who who honor fathers are those who know God. Are those who honor God. Those who honor God honor fathers. Those who honor God honor pastors. Because they know God and they know what God provides. Now this one, this one, you don't pick it from the shelf in the shop. This one can only come from God. A father can only be from God. A pastor can only be from God. So your relationship, your relationship with with the everlasting father can be best seen by your relationship here on earth with earthly fathers and all these people around you. That's how we see what is in your heart. That's how we see who is in you. 
But his name is Everlasting Father. A father that is there for you. He's there. God is not changing his mind about you, you know. God is not changing his mind about your mistakes. Your mistakes do not put God off. That you are no longer my child. People don't disown their children. People can, but it's not. It's, if, even when you say you are no longer my child, I'm still your child. I'm still your child. Your nose alone says that you are still your nose. Your nose. One day, one pastor left one of our branches. This kind of talking and talking. I need to move on and talking, talking. He went to he went to another church up the road, and they they received him. They received him. They received him as a pastor. Now, as he's in the, as he's in the church, now he's he's saying, "Mercy, forgive." <laughs> he, he, he says this place is not good for him. And as he's gone, he's, he's standing there saying, "Mercy and forgive." Now they are, they are trying to cut his tongue. Do you understand? And they are, they are trying to stop him from using from using our expressions. That's why I'm using the term cut his because the only way you can stop it by cutting his tongue. So he can't speak because the person's DNA is where he was birthed. Where he was birthed. He has a father. He has a father. <laughs> That's a father. You can't, you can't, you can't wake up and say, my father is no more my father. He is, he is your father. He is your father. He is your father. He is. Don't be quarrelsome. He is your father. I said, the only way you can stop him, cut his tongue. You have to open and cut his tongue out. <laughs> so that he doesn't speak. But if he speaks, you see who his father is. If he walks, you see who his father is. When he begins to operate, you see who his father is. You will see who has actually trained him. You don't take somebody's child and say, from today you are my child, okay? Your father is no longer your child. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd. You take somebody's child and say, from today you are, I, I am your father. Learn to honor fathers. It's a reflection of your understanding of your relationship with God. Yes. That we have a heavenly father. If you understand fathers, if you understand your heavenly father, you understand your biological fathers. And finally, sit down. Finally, the prince of peace. Yes. The prince of peace. When you receive the son. How many of you are receiving the son? That you are receiving into your life the prince of peace. Yes. May you always have peace. May you always look out for peace. In other words, when the thing gets rough, look out for peace because you have the prince of peace. The prince of peace is sitting there. So invite him, invite him to come and take over. May you have peace. Whatever trouble you have, Whatever storm you have, peace is coming your way. Amen. Wait, let me read a passage to you. Do you want a passage? Yes, <laughs> yes please. Do you take rice? 
Wow. It's right there. It's right there. Do you feel fed in church today? That's why it's called a banquet. Eat and be full. Okay, I'll read two passages. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Okay, let's start from verse 6. Okay, verse 6. Are you tired? No! Okay. It says that, listen, verse 6 says that, be careful for nothing. In other words, no anxiety. No anxiety. No anxiety. I banish every spirit of anxiety from your life. Be careful for nothing. Other translation says that, be anxious for nothing. Then it says that, but in everything, in everything, in everything, Name a thing, including that thing. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Some of you have some, how many of you have some requests? Why don't you pray about it? Why don't you communicate your requests to the everlasting Father, to the mighty God? Why don't you tell Him? If you have requests, why, why is it eating you up? Why don't you tell him about your requests? Say, <laughs> so let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7. And the peace of God. We are talking about the prince of peace. You see, the peace of God, it seems to be archived in some lives. The peace is there. But it's, it's, not, it's not functional in their lives because their requests are not being made to God. So the prince of peace will be invited to the peace of God. What will settle your requests and your anxieties and your unsettled mind? What will settle it is the peace of God. The peace of God. And that thing passes all understanding. It means that you can't explain it. The reason why sometimes you are paralyzed from praying is that you are wondering how can this be solved? With God, all things are possible. With God. With God. With God. (laughs) With God. Not with you. With God. With God. Say the peace of God. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Darling, take me back. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, then he says all these things. And then verse 9. Those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace. First was the peace of God. This one is the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace. You think God is not interested in you having peace? He's very much interested in you having peace. You have received a God of peace. A God of peace. A God. A God who stands and represents peace. When you have him, you have peace in your life. How shall these things be? It shall be. It shall be. By my God, it shall be. By my God, it shall be. It will be. 
By God. By God. By God. It will be. By God you have peace. And the God of peace shall be with you. May you experience the God of peace. May you walk with him. May you have peace on the left. May you have peace on the right. Those of you who are isolated and you feel like there's no way. I mean, there, there's no, I can't, I can't see. It's good you can't see. When you can't see, have faith in God. When you don't know how, and you don't know when, and you don't know where, and you don't know how it's going to happen, have faith in God. And the God of peace, there's a God of peace. Our God is a God of peace. He's not the God of trouble. When Jesus says that we should pray for the will of God, pray for the will of God, it's not the God of peace can take over your life. When you decide to lead yourself and guide yourself, look at your choices. Look at your choices. Look at the choices you've made. Sometimes even your fellow human being who is not God can see that the choices you are making, it's like, ah, have you had breakfast? Sometimes you want to ask some people, have you had breakfast? Have you had breakfast? Or do you have brains? Sisters, may the God of peace be in your life. Because sometimes you get too frantic. I mean, some of your moves and some of your things. So when it gets to this boy business. We are still trying to understand. We can't understand. But it's a curse. It's a curse. We say that your desire shall be to the man. It's a curse. And the escape, the door. Should I show you the door of escape from all curses? The door of escape from all curses is the key of wisdom. Which you get from the Bible. Listen to advice. Don't say, it's a curse. They said it's a curse. So we all cursed. They said it's a curse. Is it not cold outside? Why didn't you come back yesterday? Is it not cold outside? Why didn't you come just as you are? Why did you use wisdom, wisdom to protect yourself from the cold? So it's a curse. It is true. It is a curse. It is true. It is in the Bible that it is a curse. But there's wisdom from the scriptures to escape the curse. That's why once we are in Christ, we are different from before. He says, behold, all things are passed away. Now you are new. No, it is a curse. They said, all women have been cursed. We can't even think. When we see the man, we can't even think. We, can't, we, we, we don't know how to think anymore. That's why he's called counselor. Counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace. These are his names. Use wisdom. Let the wisdom of God, let the wisdom of God lift you up and above every curse and every frustration. You shall escape every curse. 
You shall be one of the wise ones. Amen. You will not be like a brainless chicken Amen. or an airbag who sees trouble and still buys, still buys trouble. He'll be controlled. It's called temperance. Controlled. You're controlled. You're controlled. But I said, He that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth shall not make haste. And he that makes haste has an evil eye. All these are his Bible. So stop. We are cursed. We can't help it. I can't, you can't help it. If you have the son of God in you, you can't help it. Because he's your helper. He will help you. From today, God will help you. God takes over your life from today. Jesus takes over your life from today. I said, from today, Jesus takes over your life. May he be known as a servant of God. Not a stupid boy. May he be known as a servant of God. Not a stupid girl. It looks as though the sisters believe more than the brothers. Amen, Amen, the brothers. Amen, Amen, the sisters. I think the sisters believe more. I think the sisters believe more. Sisters, receive the blessing. God bless you. Stand to your feet and let's thank God for today. Mm. I don't know which name strikes you most. And which name? Who has taken our verse away? We've been welcome in the morning. I don't know which one you you like most. I like all. I like all. How many of you also like all? How many of you like wonderful? How many of you have prepared yourself for wonders? 2019, you shall see wonders. I said you will see wonders. You will see a wonderful God at work. Wonders. It shall be wonders. And then his counselor. Advice. Next time you see advice from a godly person. Advice, godly, you see, godly advice. Know that it is likely that Jesus has appeared to you. Yes. Those of you who have been blind to it, when you get advice, do you know the thing? Advice that is now godly advice is coming, biblical advice, scripture. Know that even though the person may be dark, light skinned, female, male, employed, unemployed. Student, whatever he is, when you start hearing biblical advice in your most difficult, stubborn, hardened state, scripture is being used to give you direction. No, no, that Jesus has appeared to you. Yes, don't turn your back on advice, don't be too stubborn on advice. Yes, don't be the mighty God. Zephaniah 3 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. You be through water, you be through fire, you be through difficulties. He says that I will be with you. He's mighty. He's the mighty God. He's the mighty God. He's a strong God. He's a tough God. Ah. 
Darlene is not here today. Today is locum. Where's my verse? My verse, Isaiah. Christian sister. Everlasting father. He's not going to give up on you. He's everlasting. And then the prince of peace, the God of peace shall be with you. Close your eyes and pray for yourself that you will experience God and Jesus in a special way. Pray for yourself. Know what you are praying about. What do you need? What do you need? What do you like to see? What you can see? Call on him. Call on him. Call on him. Maybe you need a miracle. You need a wonder. Pray. The Lord, I need a miracle in this situation. You've never told him about it before. Today, tell him about it. The God of miracles will show up. The mighty God will show up. Maybe you need peace in your life. Spirits, devils, circumstances are, are, are disturbing you, causing disturbances. By day and by night, you are disturbed. Today, you have seen a God of peace. A God of peace. Call upon the Prince 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 of Peace. Call upon Him. Whichever area it is in your life that there are disturbances, call on the Prince of Peace. He shall appear. He shall save and He shall deliver. He shall save and He shall deliver. He shall save and He shall deliver. He will save and He will deliver. He will save and He will deliver. He will save and he will deliver. Peace. Pray. Pray. Lift your voice and pray. Call on him. Call on him. Call on him. Call upon your God. Your God is hearing you out today. Your God is hearing you out today. Your God is hearing you out today. Makapa shaba kiba kapatasa, palibo sema, palibo sema, nadadia, 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 samakitasta, palibeste, pebo labadiba kapa labadiba kapa labadiba kapa sata, prendo lande shanda ladiakasta, ladikeima. Ladi Kema, Ladi Fema, Ladi Dota, Ladi Besta, Papa Liba Kashataya. Things are changing for you. Call on Him. A change is coming. A change is coming. By your God. By your God. By your God. By your God. By the giving Son. There's a change. There's a change. A change is coming. Change is coming. Things will be different. Things will be different. Mashapatasaya. Palei Gabatasa. Palei Damasiba. Palei Dimashonde. Palei Miando Sanda Labadiba Kapa Labahata. Predoma. 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 Predoma Yabada. Predoma Yabada. Predoma Yabada. Nakabashta. Predoshtataya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
lift up your two hands and just thank God for today. Thank Him for what you have heard and thank Him for answered prayer. Thank Him. Say nothing but thank you to God for answered prayer. Thank Him that He has answered your prayer. He has heard. He has heard and He will save. He has heard and He will deliver. He has heard and He will bless. Thank Him. Thank Him. I can't hear you thanking God. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank you for everything you've mentioned to him. Everything you've prayed about. Everything you've prayed about. Thank him for answered prayer. Thank him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you that when we call, you hear. And when you hear us, you answer us, Lord. Father, I pray, thanking you, Lord, that for every request that has gone on, by your children there shall be an answer to every prayer thank you father for answered prayer thank you father for answered prayer thank you father for answered prayer thank that you shall reign and rule in our lives lord i give you thanks and i give you praise in jesus name now while every eye is closed every single eye in this room Close and every head bowed. I want to pray specially for you. Wherever you are, wherever you are, at the back, to the sides, in the front, wherever you are, today you are here. Somebody invited you to church. Or you have been going to church. Or you used to go to church. But deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You've lost your relationship with Him. You are no longer sure of your salvation. Today, today, the God of love is here to receive you back and to take you and make you as one of his, his son and his daughter. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you are here today. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I want to receive the son that was given the child that was born, I want to receive him today as my Lord and my Savior. If you are here like that, you will say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please lift up your right hand very quickly and I'll pray with you. Lift up high so I can see you. So I can see you. God bless you. I can see your hand there. God bless you. I can see your hands. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want him in my life. I want him in my heart. Keep it up. Keep it up high so I can see you. Keep the high so I can see you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God in my life. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Yes, God bless you. I can see your hand. You also want to join in. There are several more who want to join in today. They say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want him. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be a child of God. I want to experience this wonderful son, this mighty God, this prince of peace, this everlasting father. I want to have him in my life. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. I'll pray. I want my name to be written in the book of life. I want to be a child of God. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands there. You're not alone. You also want to join in and say, I'm choosing Jesus today. I'm choosing Jesus. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. Today is your day. Hey, pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just your right hand. God bless you. I can see all your hands. I can see all your hands. Now, I want you to do one more thing for me. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to come right here in the front. Come to me. Come out of your seats and come to me here. 
Come. Come. Yes, come all the way. Come. I'm waiting for you. Come this way. Use the shortest route and come from wherever you are sitting. Come quickly. From the front, from the back, wherever you are, come. Yes, come on, sing it. I'm not thinking about the sights. I'm waiting for you. From the back, from the sides, from the front, wherever you are, come to Jesus. Just as long as you're there. As long as you are there. As long as there is you. Yes. I'm waiting. Come wherever you are. It's not too far to come to the front. Come now. Yes. If I never hear a joy bell ring, join the chorus in a Christian band. I'm waiting. Come. I'm not thinking about the sights. Baby, you didn't even lift up your hands. But you want to give your life to Jesus. Come to Jesus now. I think heaven will be alright. I also think heaven will be alright. As long as you're there. As long as you're there. As long as there is you. I'm not thinking about the signs. Oh yes. I'm waiting for you. Jesus is calling you. Come. You're gonna be there. As long as you're there. As long as you're there. Come to Jesus. As long as you're there. One more person. As long as you need Jesus today. Come now. Turn your back on Satan. Turn your back on sin. Come to Jesus now. questions, should I go or should I not? I want you to come now. Come now before we start praying. You are the one we are waiting for and you are the reason. You need Jesus in your life. You can even ask your friend to walk with you. Come to Jesus now whilst every eye is closed and we bow. Come quickly now. It's your turn now. You want to give your life to Jesus today. You want to turn your back on sin. You want to turn your back on the devil. You want to turn your back on Satan. And you want to choose Jesus. You want to say, I am choosing Jesus today. Wherever you are, I want you to come now. Come now. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Come now. Come out of your seat now and join us. You want to give your life to Jesus. You 
are giving your soul to Jesus for eternal life, you are not sure of your salvation. You are not sure. You want to be sure today. Ask the person by you that, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you are saved? If they are not sure, tell them I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. You've walked with people to worse places, to bad places. Today you are walking with someone to the cross of Jesus for salvation. Anyone by you who is not sure, take the person by the hand and come. They'll say, I'll go with you, I'll be with you, I'll do this walk with you. I'm waiting for you. Waiting for you. Come. God bless you. Come. Join us. Come. 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 Are you coming to us? Come. Come to Jesus. Come. It's very important. Come. Come. Close your eyes now. Bow your heads. I want everybody in this room to say this prayer with us. And those in front, it's your special prayer and your personal prayer you are making today. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is alive. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Now say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I am a sinner. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life now say from today I will serve you I will obey you I will follow you say heavenly father please help me to be a Christian to believe in you to obey you and to follow you say I will no longer serve Satan I will no longer obey Satan I will no longer follow Satan. Say, Satan, I bind you and I cast you out of my life. In Jesus' name. Now say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of you. In Jesus' name. Say it again. Say, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for all these precious ones. Bless them. Establish them. Cause them by the Holy Spirit to enjoy this new life, Lord. Let it be the best life they will ever live and the best life they have ever chosen. Thank you for your grace that has found them today. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. And everybody shouted, Amen. amen. Shout a big Amen. amen. Let your amen be big. Amen. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about the sights. Won't be there to enjoy the view. God bless you. I Congratulations. Welcome to Jesus. Right. Congratulations. As as God bless you. You came late, but you shall be the first. You.
Congratulations. What's your name? I think heaven will Kanisha. be alright. Kanisha. As long as you're there. You are. As long as there is you. To me what? I know, I know. I know you. I know heaven will be alright. Now that you will be there. What's your name? And there is you. Kika. You, you, you. Kika. I think heaven no, will be alright. As long as you're there, 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 as there, May God bless you. Right. Go back to your seats. God bless you. God for them. Communion. That's all. Take eat. This is my body that was broken for you. Pray for yourself for a miracle and for a blessing Drink as you receive the Lord's body and the Lord's blood. That was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless, it's the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break. It's the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal of God. It will sustain you. It will bring you life. When I see the blood, oh, I will pass over you. Needed supernatural strength. Oh, prophet Elijah, take this meal and eat. It will sustain you for 40 days and 40 nights. When I see the blood, I will
the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the meal, the holy meal of God. It will sustain you and it will bring you Thank you that the victory that you won on Calvary's cross against sicknesses, against diseases, against curses, against sin, against every work of the enemy is being relived in our lives this afternoon. Your word declares as often as we do this, we do show your death till you come Lord. Father, we are living again the victory you want for us. May every satanic presence, every satanic onslaught, every satanic existence and presence in our lives, in the lives of our loved ones, in the lives of the church, Lord, be banished this afternoon as we receive the blood and the body of Christ Lord I cast out every presence of evil may the blood of God wash away every mark every presence every seed of Satan may be flushed out of our lives in Jesus name oh God and Father it is a cup of blessing that we shall drink we drink today Blessings, blessings of favor, blessings of healing, blessings of strength, blessings of sanity, blessings of prosperity, blessings of excellence, blessings of riches, blessings of increase, Lord. We drink the cup of blessing, Lord. Every blessing that we need in your life, in our lives, Lord, may this be converted into that blessing Lord in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Lord I bless every cup and I bless every bread and I declare it is the body of Christ and it is the blood of Jesus may it be that two edged sword may it cut out every evil presence and may it preserve and protect and establish every blessing in our lives, Lord. The body of Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Father, thank you for victory. Great victory. Victories, Lord. Victories, Lord. Thank you for strength. And thank you for blessing. It is a cup of blessing that we have drunk, Lord. Blessings are established in your lives today. Every 
kind of blessing comes into existence in your life you shall live a blessed life in Jesus name Amen you are no longer cursed you are blessed shout I am blessed shout it again shout it again you are blessed in Jesus name give the Lord a mighty hand clap your clap is not mighty this is not mighty this will not kill a fox give the Lord a shout of praise now walls are falling now victory is coming a shout of praise I said a shout of praise enter a victorious life be blessed take your seats we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media search for first love church london on facebook and youtube and first love uk on twitter and on instagram have a blessed week is real